Tell stories that you know. Tell your stories. Mm -hmm. Don't tell somebody else's. Hannah, who, who produces this podcast, was working with her the night before on her talk. And the ending of it was just like, you know, something that she'd wrote. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like let's, and we, it took, it took us a while. Like, I don't like, like it took us, we were, we were there like, gr like grinding, like past six o'clock, like just kind of thinking about it. And it's like, no, no, oh, got it. You don't need to memorize if you know the story. Right. You know, you've said this before. Like if you know the takeoff and the landing, that's all you need to do. And, right. and if you've lived a story and it's the right story, you're good. It actually frees you from having to memorize it. You can just get up there and be like, I know this story. Take a deep breath. I've lived this story. Mm -hmm. The point I'm trying to make is this. And, and so that, I mean, tell your own stories. Don't tell somebody else's stories. Welcome to the Culture Gooder podcast with Stephen Lease and Sean Tinney. This podcast is a behind the shades look at creating and changing culture inside of Gooder sunglasses. You can live with the status quo. You can challenge the status quo, or you can do what we do at Gooder and status the quo challenge. All right, so Stephen, you want to start us out today telling our listeners what uh, what game day is? Yeah, so game day is something we started this year. We have it six times a year, uh, twice a trimester, and it is the entire company gets together and they watch a bunch of people present on different things they're working on at the company. Mm -hmm. So we have six departments, um, and every department has somebody, to, somebody at least one person or multiple people talking about certain initiatives that are going on that are relative to the entire company. And it's a, it's a, it's game day. So it is a chance for all this work we do, all this practice, all the fundamentals of just show up and, and, and fucking ball out. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like we're, 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 we're playing a sport and, uh, and it was yesterday and our lapse episode, I talked about, we talked about my, my talk and I kicked us off and then we had 17 other people fucking kill it. Yeah, for sure. So we made reference that your talk was on fundamental excellence. Yeah. Uh, we just did a whole episode on that. Um, so what would it take to get on the roster for game day? So how do I end up presenting there? Oh, we have a each there's a there's a theme. And also we are, you know, we we, we test and evolve. So the, so this one, there was a theme. And basically it was like, all right, we want a, one at least one person remember her talking about what how. We have a thing called Vision Three Two One. So every team has a like 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 a vision plan and like their three focuses. And so it was something that's being that you have set as a goal in your Vision Three Two One. Mm -hmm. Present about it. Like like what like where are we at? Share a story. And it's, and, and so so it's created by myself. Hannah drives it from a um, producer level, and then flock stars are the ones that are kind of like, I want this person to talk about this, this person to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's at the 17 people, it was, um, there was 18, me, mm -hmm. um, five flock leaders, and then uh, 15 flamingos. And so, yeah, yeah so it was way more, there, there was not a, like, it was way more, um, it wasn't just like chock full of leadership. It was everybody here. Right, or people who are like, Public speaking is my favorite. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, a, a variety and you're in, you're asked to do it and then you prepare, you, you have a time, a time minute slot, usually between five and 10 minutes, depending on, and then you, you know, usually get about a month heads up to prepare. Yeah. Okay. And is it like, I imagine some part accountability, some part informative, some part yeah. vision oriented. How would you describe that? Yeah. The origin of it. You know, mad scientist, always testing and evolving. And as we came into this year, this is a, we we have a thing called PDA. And that 
is really designed to be problem solving. But this thing kind of started to happen where people are just giving important updates. Like, mm -hmm. hey, we are launching, um, you know, for like, like, hey, here's how we're approaching our events moving forward. And then some of the stuff I realized, like, man, the entire company should be hearing about this, yeah. not just a leadership team. And then, and then I'm like, well, let's create a space where uh, we for, give an opportunity for people to share. So, so it is really this idea of how do we give people a chance to be seen, mm -hmm. right? They've been practicing, they've been doing all this work. It is now game day. Like, like, like stand up and take pride in your work and then yeah. carving out the space to do it and setting the expectations of how important it is and then seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, what happened in your opinion? <laughs> well, what's interesting about this episode is after we recorded the one on my talk, I said the most interesting thing about yesterday, this was off mic, was it was to me, it wasn't my talk. I, I feel proud of it. It was how I sat there and watched 17 people just fucking crush it. Like, yeah. like from a level, I'm sitting there in the front row. I always sit in the front row in the exact same seat. And, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is like, this is next level. Um, we can talk about salty feet in a minute, but um, I saw maybe maybe five or six even errors in the like 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 like, like I'm talking like minor things. I'm like this is incredible. People get up there and speaking that 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 had never have before. Um, and I go I go I go. The more interesting thing is like how do how does that happen? Like, yeah. How do you get seventeen people from all ranges getting up and um, talking to a hundred plus of their peers with not, there wasn't like this four month storytelling workshop like I did for um, Gooderstock and Space Camp. Right. And they, I'm, like, I'm like, that's what we should talk about. That's yeah. a more interesting thing, actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's your hypothesis? What do you, why do you think it is? Well, I have a couple of ideas. Um, one, I think is that everyone, it, it starts when you're onboarding and you get to do a connection call with every single person in the company. Everyone is so connected to each other that it's like, a very friendly audience, yes. right? Everyone is truly hoping that each person up there does awesome. When they hand the mic off to the next presenter, there's uproarious applause at the beginning, middle, and end because everyone is like, I want to see you do well at what you're, you're getting up here to do because they know it takes courage and they know for sure that that person put a lot of effort and a lot of practice into making whatever we're about to see really fucking good, right? Yeah. But then the reason that they want to do that is because you and others really do an awesome job of setting the bar at what a great presentation looks like, what a polished talk looks like. And so, you know, we've seen uh, the gamut, right? A, a whole lot of really solid talks and then someone rolls in like unprepared and then just like it's a bunch of bullet points that they're reading to people. And it's like, oh, that's brutal. Let's yeah. not do that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think just people getting to see everyone go up there and do their thing. It's like, all right, well, I've got to do that too. And then they do their best and it really comes out great. Yeah. 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 I think yes. And I think the team thing is a huge part of it. I think everybody here genuinely cares about each other Yeah, and they will like, they support and they, they will like the crowd will pick you up. It is a, it is a friendly crowd. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important. I mean, that's number one. I think number two, there is a high bar, right. Uh, that is set continuously by me. Yes. By you. Yes. By all the flockers, by everybody, by the people at space camp. So there is a bar and there's an, expectation that's been set over time yeah. so there's a there's a like fundamental excellence part of this of so there is a repetition also the the leaders of this company are 
are watching and coaching people. Mm-hmm. And then I think more, I, I think, you know, there's a, I think, you know, when you get down to it, there's an insane amount of pride people take in their work, yeah. right? And so if you, if you give people the tools and you set the expectation and you show them examples and you do this and somebody has pride in their work, it is impossible to not show up like they did. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and then people get that bug. It's like, I've heard you say so many times, there's no part of me that's going to let me roll up there unprepared <laughs> for whatever it is, yeah, 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 yeah. whether it's here or out in the world. Uh, and I think that is infectious too. Oh, for sure. I, uh, that, that's real. And then when you have that mentality and then you're a leader at this company and you have somebody on your team and you see them, you watch their talk, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, let me see your game day talk before. And yeah. you're like, it's not where it is. Then we are giving people the tools to like, well, now we need to, we need to have the courage to let them know this, mm-hmm. this isn't where it is. It could be better. Yeah. We need to get you there. Mm-hmm. And one of the people, um, I saw their talk in another meeting a couple of weeks ago and it was an absolute disaster. Mm. And when I sat there in the front row and watched it yesterday, it was incredible how, where it had gone. And I thought two things. I'm like, well, this person's leader clearly spent an insane amount of time coaching them. Mm-hmm. And this person clearly spent an insane amount of time taking the coaching and working on their talk because it was a night and day difference in two weeks, Sean. Mm-hmm. I can't even describe it. And those are the moments when you realize like the amount of pride it, and it, it, and it takes a lot of people because it's, it is people willing to have the courage to let somebody know it is the generosity of a leader of this company who I know has a lot on their plate mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to work with you because you're getting in front of a hundred people. It is that person taking the coaching and being like, I, I want to do a good job. Um, that like, you know, like that talk in particular was like, like a pretty special thing to watch for sure. Absolutely. And even not knowing any of that behind the scenes, it was like, wow, they're really crushing it. Like jokes staying present in the moment. It was like, oh, this clearly, they clearly prepared for this. Um, and it's, it's always fun to hear like, oh, and whatever they brought to day one before game day was like, this is not ready at all. You're going to need to fix that up. Yeah. (laughs) I think to the I do weird razzle dazzle and and in what I saw yesterday is like people don't need to mimic me when they're talking, mm-hmm. right? That is not the goal. Everybody up there, they were, they were themselves and they were talking about their work. That's the most important thing, right? They were talking about the work they were doing and they were taking pride in it. And you don't need this isn't a TED talk. You don't need that other stuff. You just need like 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 um, you need to want to do a good, you need to be doing good work and want to do a good job. Like mm-hmm. that, that's, that's all. Um, I mean, there was this woman, uh, Jasmine Diaz on the team who fucking did an amazing job and public speaking is something she is scared of. Mm-hmm. And she put in the work to get up there and give a talk. And it was amazing to watch. And, and those are like, you know, when we talk about celebrating the work or the results in, in like the infinite game, like this, like that, like those moments are mm-hmm. really all I care about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, watching someone face their fears and just crush it in front of a whole bunch of their peers, first try. <laughs> yeah, it's really, 
really cool. Yeah. But the cool thing to me is like, you know, that's not the first try. They practice yes. over and over yeah. and over to roll up and just do it with ease as if it were just something like, oh, yeah, I am just here to share this with you. Yeah. Because I practiced it about a hundred times. Before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it felt like magic to me, mm-hmm. but you know, like, like, like it's very clear how much work went into it. So how much work everybody went in there, the company and, and yeah, like it is this, like, it's this incredible, it's like this contradictory feeling of I do an entire talk that magic doesn't just happen. It's right. created on fundamental excellence. Yeah. But as I'm sitting there watching these 17 people, it actually feels like magic. Yeah. Like, like it does actually feel like that in the moment. And then when you unpack it, you kind of, you start understanding why and the mm-hmm. work that went into it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right. You're a magician. You know how your tricks work. So it doesn't seem like magic to you. But then you see someone else doing it. And it's like, whoa, hey, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it, yes. It, 100%. And, and I think just the... Um, the the range and when you hear you know people crack jokes, it's it just it's a really fun. And then now the entire company has seen that. So the next group of people who get up there, right, they have that in their mind. So there is this like amazing, like self fulfilling prophecy of like professionalism, good work, and how you show up. And so now it's like there is a snowball effect that has been created. And so as leaders, we need to like nurture this snowball and like get it going. Cause like, 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 like it, it is going to get monumentally bigger and faster if we take care of it in the right way. For sure. Avalanche mode, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, you're always saying leadership is an action. It's not a position or a yeah. title. And that was a perfect example of that. 17 people leading their yeah. peers on how to prepare and present. Oh, yes, uh, 100%. I, I, I don't even know how I'd go about doing this, but I, I want to know, um, I'll ask at one of the next, like, um, Flock Leader Flockstar meetings, like, how much time people spent with, with people, because there's a, they, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that deserve credit in all of this. Yeah. And, and also, I know there's a lot of, like, peer-to-peer coaching. Um, it's not always just asking your flock leader flock star it's asking somebody else who is how who has done it mm-hmm. and that's actually the more impressive thing for sure well we always say asking for help is a power move right and that's one of those things that it takes a while it's like hear me now believe me later yeah yeah <laughs> you know like if you don't show this thing to your peers to your leader you're not going to get the feedback that's going to make it great and then the experience you have is going to be maybe it sticks with you for a little too long because it could have <laughs> been way better right yeah uh, but that's that's a real thing like being able to lean into it and ask for help is something we can all do and it helps lift us all up. Yeah, it, it, it is. And the more we can like coach that and, and, and talk about that openly, I think mm-hmm. it's like really, really important. Um, because you, know, I like people knowing that, Oh, I asked for my talk was that good. Cause I asked for our help. Right. That yeah. is, that's really important to people to, to, to share that and, and model that behavior. I think you're, you're called it out in, in the talk you gave, like people for some reason love it when I talk about my mistakes publicly, <laughs> you know? but same thing, right? You, you showed your talk to a lot of people and got a lot of feedback on it so that it could be great. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, uh, uh, you know, years of practice in that, uh, a lot of help to, to get a, uh, to get it where it is. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Um, so we had three presenters that were a part of your storytelling workshop back from the space camp mm-hmm. Gutterstock days. Uh, anything you want to touch on from what you saw there? Well, if you know it, if, um, there's did great, they did a great job and you, you, sh- you know, you should be starting 
talks with a story. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a, that is a best practice. That's just a, it's a, it's a it's a trained way to bring people in. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to. And a lot of people yesterday did an amazing job with talking about something without doing it. Not essential, but um, they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like on my on my on my call. thank you and and uh that i noticed and then there is a stage presence element that certain people are gifted to be on stage that is true but um all of those people you watch them command the stage Mm -hmm. like you know you watch uh hannah or d or karen you gotta watch them uh oh alexia was there Mm -hmm. um you watch them you're you're like, like they are they are Differently, they're being authentic them, authentically themselves, but they have a better command of the stage because of a bunch of work they had already put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any keys from that that you could pass forward to someone who's listening? Like, all right, I'm, I got a talk coming up. How do I crush it? Well, I mean, I think you could do you. There's Seth Godin and Akimbo does a five C storytelling workshop, and mm-hmm. you should look the five C's up because all stories follow that. So that's just there's that uh, you could take that workshop. You know, starting with a story that that I think for anybody is what's the one thing you want people to walk away with, and mm-hmm. there that's that should be your that should you should pull that through. That's kind of that's kind of it. So every story should should tie into that. And then lastly, um, tell stories that you know. Tell your stories. Mm-hmm. Don't tell somebody else's. Uh, uh, Hannah, who, who produces this podcast, was working with her the night before on her talk. And uh, the ending of it was just like, you know, something that she'd wrote. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like let's, and we, it took, it took us a while. Like, I don't like, like it took us, we were, we were there like, gr- like grinding, like past six o'clock, like just kind of thinking about it. And it's like, no, no, oh, got it. Tell like, like we, we uncovered the appropriate story. And it's like, no, you don't need to, you don't need to memorize if you know the story. Right. You know, you've said this before. Like if you know the takeoff and the landing, that's all you need to do. And, right. and if you've lived a story and it's the right story, you're good. It actually frees you from having to memorize it. You can just get up there and be like, I know this story. Take a deep breath. I've lived this story. Mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to make is this. And, and so that, I mean, tell your own stories. Don't tell somebody else's stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the beauty of that is it reanimates the story for you. Like you, the memory is back. All the sensory experiences are there. It's like it just comes alive in you, and you tell it right. That's yeah. why I only worry about the beginning and the end because the middle is just going to be part of the journey. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. And and so yes, and you um, you really just need to know it. Like like I'm telling this story for this reason, and mm-hmm. that's that is like you need to understand that so you can stick the landing. Yeah, which you on, in your fundamental excellence talk, every story was like because <laughs> yeah. magic doesn't ha- just happen; it's created through fundamental excellence. <laughs> and then by like the twelfth time you did it, you're like, you know the game, boom, yeah, just yeah, change yeah, the slide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and uh, and I assure you, every company knows what our uh, our focus is. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is fundamental excellence. Totally. If they forgot, uh, that's on them. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, all right. So any standout talks here or anything that, that you saw that really impressed you? I mean, the entire day really impressed me. Right. Like soup to nuts. Um, um, truly, I think that the what's amazing is I know about a lot of stuff that's going on and I'm a huge project management dork. And so, <laughs> you know, Rach and Carla talk about this herd vision tracking. I'm like, I love this. Um, April talked about... Um, how we she runs all of our events the process for getting an event stood up and going and she's not talking about 
like like telling a story about like these these cool events we're doing. She's talking about the process of making this happen. And that stuff is amazing because, and this is like why game day is so important. It is these things that are fundamental to our success as a company that people are going to get up there and share. And mm-hmm. so I tend to gravitate towards like the less sexy things. Right. Uh, also, all the community managers talked about all the stuff we're doing with golf and bike and and CrossFit and run. And we're such a giant brand now that some of the stuff I'm like, oh my God, I didn't like, I, there was a bunch of surprises that I got <laughs> to experience. I'm like, oh, I didn't know we we're doing that. That's really fucking yeah. cool. Uh, and let's see here. I mean, everybody I think did really, really good work. Uh, Carlos did this amazing talk on our, um, on our fit and, and backed in why it's important. And, 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 uh, and, you know, this really complex thing told it in a, a simple way to understand it. And then also he does, he'll like throw shade on like, I don't remember. There, there, there was some, some joke. It's like, Oh, if you don't, know if you know what I'm talking about, ask your nieces or nephews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like anybody in their 25, there's just throwing shade out there. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really, there was, there was a lot of standouts. Obviously I called out Jasmine Diaz for somebody who is terrified of public speaking to get up and, um, and talk on stage is really, really impressive. For sure. And I'd forgotten that she said that, that that was a fear. Yeah. Person. And while she was speaking, I was like, she's crushing this. It's doing awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I didn't, I, I was told after the fact and I was like, that's surprising. Yeah. That's incredible. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. One of the things I loved about this whole day is that uh, getting to hear the behind the scenes and the work that goes into a lot of the way that we work, uh, it's like, man, I just appreciate I, I left that day with just such a sense of gratitude for like, wow, everyone here really cares. They're really dialed um, and they're they're doing awesome work, really clear thinking. And it's like infectious, like you yeah. can feel it reverberating through the whole company um, and just, you know, it pick any time period and look back. You can feel how much we've grown. I completely agree. Afterwards, I pulled Mountain aside to compliment him on some coaching he'd done. I'm like, hey, um, I am well aware of like the amount of work that like like you coach because like that was incredible. Me telling him that was also incredible to him. Mm-hmm. Right. So you see how all of this works together. Yeah. And and I'd been talking to everybody like how amazing it was. And we him and I were like walking out of a comments room and there was Mike was there and Kelly and, and Nicole, uh, I, you know, most of the flock stars and mountain, uh, Latios. I've, I've, for our listeners out there, I've been working remotely for Palm Springs for the past month. And he goes, you should leave for, he goes, you, he goes, we don't need you. You should leave for, I, I go that today was fucking amazing. He goes, yeah, you should leave for a month more often. We don't need you. <laughs> and like, I, um, during the talk, like I, like I had thought that like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this company doesn't need me. And it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not saying I'm not a great leader. I'm saying I am a great leader mm-hmm. because I don't need to be here the month before that. Yeah. And when he said that, like it, like it, like clearly hit an emotion of like, yeah, I actually, I don't like the, the, the work that's being done here without me is, is quite, quite amazing. Well, yeah. Steven, you prioritize autonomy and accountability and you create a culture where autonomous things can happen and everyone brings out the best in themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, am I'm, thank you. I'm aware of like, you know, like, like I know that, um, I, that I have a lot to do with this, but at at the core, um, this there, um, I'm I'm growing uh, tired of my name always being on the marquee because there's so there's so many other people that does so many other so much other work here that makes this possible. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it it speaks to something really fundamental about what we do and how we do it that is, that really sings and really works. 
Um, and then in my experience, you left for a month, came back and delivered like almost one hour talk, just like immediate home run straight out of the park. It was like, is this all you were doing for that entire <laughs> month? And then, no, I know it wasn't. But the the ability to step back and look the way that we're approaching things and like, it feels like what happened for you was was like, you could see clearly, oh, there's too much going on here. I just need to simplify this. There's too much going on there. I need to simplify that, right? So so time away, what did that do for your perspective? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, it did, uh, it did allow me to focus. I had a bunch of other stuff I was working on, uh, the, the second round of storytelling workshop and, and other things. Um, it did allow me to focus. It, I think the the really um, important thing to understand here is like, I'm a crack addict when it comes to writing talks. Uh-huh. And as I started doing it, I'm like, I'm like, well, it's fundamental excellence. Let's make this really simple and clean. And as I started doing it, I'm like, I'm like, you know, hey, to teach the fundamentals, you actually have to lay a sturdy foundation. And so as I start pulling that thread, I realize, I realize that, but I think what's important is I love this so much. It conceptually, it's not a lot of work. Like, it's a lot of time I spend. It's not a lot of work because mm-hmm. I love it so much. And then I have like a fun idea and I'm like, well, I'm going to, okay, well now I got to do that. I mean, you've seen me. I mean, I worked hours on a 10 minute talk about clearing when I cut my man bun off as yeah. a fucking joke. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like this, that I will, I will have, you know, so as I have ideas, I'm like, well, this is gold. I mean, I will over invest time uh, just for a one liner to, to mm-hmm. hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I'll tell you what I when I look at the agenda and I think back through all those talks, I think that same thing happened for everyone. You know, everyone gave a talk on something they love that they're working on, that they're great at. And the reason that it flowed so smoothly is because they were doing their thing, too. You know? Yeah, they were. And there there is a uh, when you kind of look about when you kind of like look at like fundamentals, you're. You know, one of the things of the talk, the talk is like, we're actually already doing a lot of this. I just want to like centralize it. And then then you experience today. You're like, we're doing a lot of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah we're, we're in a really good it's spot. Happening yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. I just want to just, just remind you, but it's happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Well, so I think there's one other example. There was only one point. We have a little space for questions after each presentation, yeah. right? There was only one that had any kind of tension in it. Um, and then I, as I was walking out, I saw uh, the folks related to that presentation sitting in a 5 p.m. meeting. So... I'm sure that there was some uh, expanded conversation around that. So can you just set the stage and talk us through uh, how that went? Yeah, for sure. That, you know, we kind of do this in, in, in blocks and, you know, so it might be three, four, five at a time and then do a Q&A. And, <clears throat> um, and there was one that was some, there was a talk about a, a big initiative and somebody asked a question and a light bulb went off of like, something's off here in my mind. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there and then like in the moment, I made a joke. I'm like, well, you two are going to have an interesting conversation later. Uh-huh. But I flagged it because um, I mean, that's there's there's something there that I need to understand. Finish the day and and experience how amazing um, the the talks were because I got feedback on the podcast from Kelly that I need to be more present and enjoy those moments. Mm-hmm. And I'm really actively trying to do it. And I really enjoyed yesterday. Nice. But when it was all over, um, I needed to eat something because I, I I hadn't eaten breakfast and then. I shoulder tapped uh, Tatiana, my new assistant. I was like, well, this is the first one of these you get to experience. And I'm like, hey, um, I'm not asking, I'm telling. I want a 5 p.m. meeting in hell um, um, with these people related to this thing. And I pulled back and gave her context so she understands what's like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went around and everybody that's in there, like I just tapped them on the shoulder and I was like, hey, FYI, there's a 5 p.m. meeting invite coming um, to talk about X. Mm-hmm. 
And I had a full calendar that that afternoon coming here at five um, at five p.m. And in what I realized, the reason this was important to me is I realized like this is some there's a there's a problem here of something major that's coming up. And bad news is no time and no options. Mm -hmm. And right now we have time and we have options and I need to understand first what's going on because if I let this go and this thing implodes, a couple things happen. Like I might go nuclear mm -hmm. and like, I, I don't, that is not good for anybody. Like I need to always lead with calm. And so now at this moment I can lead with calm. Um, that's number, number two. If this implodes, somebody here might lose their job and I don't want somebody here to lose their job. Right. And so this needs to be addressed in the moment. And the most amazing thing happened, Sean. Uh, I entered, entered, entered the room, and there, the three people that were in there that were close to tied to this project, the look on their face to me was they've clearly been working on this for the past four hours. Mm -hmm. the, you know, their leader, they were all in there. There was clearly a, this is a problem. Let's figure it out. So that's, so number one, that's a good thing for me. Right. Yeah. I get to walk in and be like, cool, there's, there's a seriousness. And I started off by like, all right, here's the reason for this. And I pulled back and I used the radical candor corn method of like, mm -hmm. hey, I gave context. Here's what I, I go, um, and, I, and I go, I, t I, I pull back and I explain everything that I saw. I explain my concern of why I'm concerned and mm -hmm. the gravity of the situation. Mm -hmm. And I said uh, to the person who, who spoke that day, I go, um, is is what I is everything I said accurate or am I off base here? Mm -hmm. And he goes, nope, you are 100% accurate. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, there was ownership taken. I'm like, awesome, we can solve this problem. Right. Like it's like, like this is doing great and we will figure out where this went wrong along the way. But well, all I care about right now is I want to solve the problem. I want everybody to know how big of a deal this is and, and they did. And so in that meeting, it was only 20 minutes, this, you know, incredible thing happened. I wasn't mad. I was serious. Mm -hmm. And everybody in there took responsibility. We will work to solve it. And left that left that meeting and that night had dinner with uh uh, uh Alexia and, and Kingston who were in the room and and Alexia goes she's like, she's like man I haven't been in a, a serious meeting like that in Gooder in a while. Mm -hmm. I go, oh how was it? She's like it was incredible. Like the calmness in there was infectious. Yeah. And so what's the lesson here? Well, game day gives this opportunity to share this work. And sometimes part of it is seeing something that's amiss. Mm -hmm. That is not a bad thing. That is by design. Right. It is by design. If you make enough people share often enough, you actually start seeing things that are a little off. And that's mm -hmm. good because bad news is no time and no options. So you take that, seeing it, being able to react in the moment, so then I could be calm now and then I can completely remain calm because everybody showed up like adults in that meeting mm -hmm. and took responsibility yeah. and we will completely like figure this out and get through it. And yeah, there are some issues and we will need to work through to solve it, but it was incredible. It is why our culture is the way it is. Mm -hmm. We, this isn't Pollyanna. Everything's great all the time. Um, yesterday, soup to nuts was like a, I don't know, you know, might, might, might be a Mount Rushmore day for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it ended with something that was extremely serious and that was okay too. Right. Uh, a serious challenge, but not one that couldn't be 
taken on by everyone in a serious way, right? Yeah, for sure. And and one thing that I've noticed lately as me me as a leader, it is my responsibility to see things like 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 how things can potentially go wrong. Like like look far in the future mm-hmm. and and let somebody know like, hey, um, like like not to scare them, like the there is a large gravity here. Right. And I need you to take it seriously. Cause I'm not doing my job as a leader if I you can, there's like times when you can let people fail and then there are times when you're not. And if you're a good leader, you need to know the difference. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and this is one where, um, um, I don't, somebody can't fail. Right. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it was, uh, it was an amazing experience even when it was a challenge. For sure. And I think that speaks to, right. Supporting autonomy with accountability and also transparency, because if you don't get to see what's going on, then there's no chance for good news. We've got time and options, Right. Yeah, exactly. And then also when somebody takes ownership, you don't throw it in their face. You're like, thank you. Like, let's solve this. Right. So that's also really important to understand yeah. and, and, and try and depersonalize this because, you know, we've all been, I've been in situations where I've fucked stuff up and made mistakes. And, um, and there are times when like, I want to lash out and blame, mm. but that's just, right. That's me, um, being pissed at myself. And, um, and, and if you create the space and the breath, and you handle it in the appropriate way, you can solve most any problem. Yeah. And we do. Right. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you talking us through that because I think the challenges like that are probably more important than the things where it's like, you know, it's all easy when you're winning, but can you face a challenge and remain calm and uh, find a good assertive path forward that everybody can align around? I'm a big believer in building strength on strength and getting better at things you're already good at. But what's really impressive to me is when people um, understand they have a blind spot and they work towards that. So I am I have no interest in celebrating somebody who's like continually great at something. I will celebrate somebody who has been who has fucked up, but who has overcome 10 times more Mm -hmm. than somebody who is just great all the time because that is the impressive thing and like that is what we work for and what we strive for and as a company and as leaders we should challenge like our friends and colleagues to like overcome those because those are like what lift you up absolutely yeah it's the work that makes it worth it awesome well thanks steven thanks for listening everybody until next time be excellent to each other Thanks for listening to the Culture Gooder podcast. To submit questions for the podcast, learn more about our culture, and learn how you can status the quote challenge, head over to gooder.com slash culture. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you're listening, including on YouTube, where you can now watch all of our new episodes. Who knows? You might even catch a glimpse of Carl at our headquarters if he's not already passed out at the tiki bar from all the margaritas.